Hello and welcome to Loud and Clear, a podcast dedicated to amplifying the voices of women in music. I am your host, Olivia Adams, and I am coming to you solo this week on our final episode of season one before we take a break for the summer. First off, I want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in week after week. We started this in September of 2022, not knowing who would be tuning in, and I'm pleased to know that our audience has grown over the past 10 months. I wanted to do a little recap to wrap up this season and let you know what's going on in my life, give you a few of my favorite reads and listens for over the summer, and let you know what you can look forward to for next season. So I went to look up our statistics for the podcast and not too surprisingly, our highest number of downloads came from the United States and Canada. This made a lot of sense because of where our interviewees were coming from. And then we have listeners tuning in from Mexico the UK, Honduras, the Bahamas, Hong Kong, Sweden, El Salvador, Jamaica, Italy, Germany, India, Bangladesh, Dominican Republic, Guatemala, the Netherlands, South Korea, Vietnam, Taiwan, Trinidad and Tobago, Russia, Romania, Portugal, Pakistan, Argentina, Guyana, France, Spain, Ecuador, Denmark, Cameroon, Switzerland, Australia, and South Africa, and also a bunch listed under unknown. I am so floored that so many people are tuning in from all over the world, and I just love hearing from you. So if you would love to reach out, it is my favorite thing when someone sends me a message about enjoying the podcast and where they're listening from. So please reach out if you feel so inclined. I would love to hear from you. It made me just so thrilled to see that our little podcast is reaching music teachers and music lovers all across the world. So far, our most popular downloading platform is Spotify with Samsung Podcasts close behind. And oddly enough, Apple Podcasts is one of the lower ones. That's probably because they took a while to verify us and get it up and running over on Apple. So even if you don't listen on Apple though, it would be helpful if you reviewed the podcast on Apple Podcasts because they distribute to so many other streaming platforms and it really helps the show. So judging by the number of downloads, your favorite episode was the interview with Karen Garrelis on music identity. This is one of the top downloads by quite quite a number, and I don't blame you. I also loved this one and have listened to it several times myself, so a few of those downloads are me. Uh, Karen's work is so impactful and helpful in the area of music teaching and learning. One of the things that really stood out to me in this conversation that I'm still thinking about were that when learning, we need three things. We need competency, autonomy, and relatedness. And then the other thing that she said was for parents, we need two things. They need to be interested and involved. And these two concepts, interested and involved, are ones that now I tell my studio parents, it's in their studio handbook of how to be involved in music lessons. And especially the ones who are coming to me and saying like, I have no musical background, how do I help? If they're interested and involved in their kids' musical lives, then I think that we are on the right track. 
One of the other very popular episodes was with Judith Yan. She's so informative and funny, and this was just really a delightful conversation. Something that sticks with me from this conversation is the way that Judith describes Prokofiev ballets. She has a way of engaging the listener to describe the sights and sounds of her favorite scenes, and I wish that you could have seen her face in this interview. We did it over Zoom. She's just so animated and engaging. I could have talked with her all day. Um, she was just an absolute delight to, to chat with. Really, all of the guests have been so wonderful this season. You all also loved the episodes with different piano composers and piano resources like Piano Music She Wrote, Red Leaf Piano Works, and Playful Pianos. Those were all in the top downloads as well. Another one was talking with Danica Loren was up there on the top downloads and Dysmusia with Dr. McGann Warrenchak. Now, of course, we have to keep in mind that some of these have been up there for much longer than others, so the stats fluctuate quite a bit, but the one that has consistently been a favorite is Karen Garrelis, so I am going to see if I can get her back on the podcast next season, because who doesn't love a good research episode? Now, one thing I have learned about podcasting is that the subscription really matters because it means that the podcast downloads straight to your device so that you never miss an episode and it helps to inform me about which podcasts were your favorite or which were not. And I can then help make a better listening experience for you. So y'all, please help me out by giving the podcast a follow. The other thing is that we don't get statistics about what were the top episodes or uh, where are you listening from. Obviously, it does not, just so you know, does not post the city. It's just sort of the, the general area of the world that you're in, the country that you're in. And we don't get the stats from streams. We only get the stats from downloads. And so if you would help us out by downloading the podcast, it also really helps to get our podcast out there and to get it ranked a little bit higher in the algorithm so that other musicians can listen and uh, enjoy the experience. So like I said before, I love to hear from listeners. So if you are a listener and you want to hear a certain voice on the podcast, let me know. I want to hear from you and have new and interesting guests that you're excited about coming on. I've received some messages on Instagram about other guests you want on the podcast, so I'm looking into booking them during this upcoming season. So if you have a guest you really want to hear, let me know. I have loved curating this season of the podcast with help from the Saskatoon Symphony Orchestra, specifically Mark Turner, who connects me with current artists working with the symphony, and Yash Kathrosha, who helps to keep the media managed on concert stream. And thank you to my friend, Terry Michelargius, who has stepped in a couple of times to handle editing a few episodes when my plate was just too full. It has been a dream having people support the podcast and get to interview some of my favorite researchers and conductors and musicians. I have loved creating a diverse listening experience for all of you this past year and it has been just an absolute pleasure to be able to connect with all of the musicians that I've gotten to connect to. So as I mentioned at the top, we're going to be taking a bit of a break on the podcast this summer for a few reasons. One is that I need some creative time and space to rethink how I want the podcast to grow and how I want to run the next season. It takes a lot of time to interview, to prep for 
the interview, to reach out to guests, to prep the episodes, and not to mention once we've recorded that episode, taking all the time to edit and create the show notes each week. It really adds up. So some time to just get away and get ahead and think about what I want the podcast to look like is really necessary for me this summer. Just like Ashley Danu reminded us in last week's episode, you cannot run at full capacity 100% of the time. I also think back to the wisdom of Dr. Amelia Nagoski and what she shared about burnout in episodes 36 and 37 and ways that we can start to take care of ourselves and take care of each other in community is one of the ways that we can prevent burnout. And so that is what I'm hoping to do (laughs) this summer. So the other reason I'm taking a break is because I am in the midst of my PhD studies. In particular, I'm in this phase of research and studying for uh, examinations that will happen later on. So it's a bit of an intense summer for me as I gear up for what's coming. So I need a bit of time to study and rest and be a human. And it's been an incredibly exciting last 10 months of my PhD, doing all my coursework, getting to go to conferences, and it's also been quite exhausting. So breaks are good, they're necessary, and I am enjoying all of the intensive study on really interesting topics. And also it's requiring a lot of my mental energy at this point. So I'm going to cut back from other things on my plate this summer so that I can make space for that. And then the third reason is one that is fun and is exciting. And that is I am heading to do some workshops in Alberta and Saskatchewan this summer. I am so pumped that the Canadian Federated Music Teachers Conference is back in person. And we're in Edmonton, Alberta this year. And I get to present a workshop on one hand piano music at the conference. Also, many of my amazing colleagues will be there presenting their research like Karen Garrelis, Saide Rajabzadeh, and the folks at Red Leaf Piano Works and so many more. So I'm excited to see my colleagues whom I have not seen in a very long time and also soak up some new research and workshops and get some new ideas to inspire my teaching for this upcoming year. And then just a few short days after that, I'm going to bigger Saskatchewan. Yes, it's a real place. Their slogan is New York is big, but this is bigger. Okay. Uh, And I am taking part in the Summer Sizzle event through the Canadian National Conservatory of Music. I know that several of my former podcast guests are going to be at that event, including my publisher, Deborah Wanless. So I'm so pumped to be there. I'm presenting a workshop on teaching contemporary music to young students. And this one is a super interactive one, which I've not had the chance to do uh, much of these types of workshops since COVID. So I'm really excited to be running that workshop. I'm doing a talk on my book loud and clear. Side note, you probably know this already, but I wrote a book called Loud and Clear, a guide to leveled piano music by women composers in the 20th and 21st centuries. It is where this podcast got its name and it is a teaching resource for piano teachers, essentially a catalog of works by women. And we have them divided by levels of difficulty so that you can find what works for your students. It has awesome graphics, composer bios, fun facts, a timeline of key events, and so much more. We are just running another print run of it with a couple of minor edits and updates, and we are working on getting it out to you in a digital format because we hear you. You all want digital copies. (laughs) So copies are for sale on my website, oamusicstudios.ca, or my Canadian publisher, deborahwanlessmusic.com. 
www.adidasmusic.com or our international publisher, 80 Days Music. We are working on some other projects surrounding the Loud and Clear book over the next year, so stay tuned for more updates on that. Okay, so back to Summer Sizzle. I am also doing a program of piano music by Indigenous women, so I'm performing some music by Barbara Asiganak, Karen Sunabeka, and Beverly McIver. It's going to be my first completely solo live recital in three and a half years. I've had the privilege of doing lots of chamber and choir and collaborative work over the last year since the pandemic has started to die down, and now I'm excited to share some solo music. And then I'm also doing a workshop on the data behind piano music by women. And this is where I get to be really nerdy and share some of my new research and stats, which I am hoping to share on the podcast later next year. So that is also exciting. So all those workshops mean that I am not going to be recording and editing interviews as much in the month of July because I am at conferences and working on research. And of course, if you are at those conferences and you listen to the podcast, please come and say hi. I would love to meet with you and chat and hear about all the things that are going on in your life. The other day, I had someone who I hadn't met before say that they heard me through the podcast and recognized my voice, and that made me just so thrilled. (laughs) Okay, so that is a bit of a state of the union for the podcast, but remember, you can still go back and listen to your favorite episodes or catch up on any that you missed. We have 40 regular season episodes and two extras, so summer is a perfect time to catch up up on some listening. Okay, so I thought it would be fun to close out this podcast season with something that I have heard other podcasters do, and it's one of my favorite things, and that is they share the top things that they're reading and listening to. So I thought it would be fun, and I would also love to hear what your top things that you are reading and listening to as well. So what am I reading? Okay, I'm never just reading one thing at a time. I am always consuming academic books for school. I'm always reading a fiction book or a novel, usually at nighttime. And then usually I have an audiobook going in Libby as well. I love listening to memoirs because they're often read by the author and I love hearing their words read by them. There's just something so special about that. So one of my favorite recent listens is Taste. My Life Through Food by Stanley Tucci. And it is a beautifully written memoir. It is read by uh, Stanley Tucci as well. And it is filled with just really excellent stories and good humor. And of course, amazing recipes like uh, spaghetti pomodoro, which I have really enjoyed making over the last few weeks. So that is a really great listen. And then I also listened to Shauna Nequist's look, I Guess I Haven't Learned That Yet. And Shauna Nequist is one of my favorite memoir writers. This one is interesting. It's full of beautiful stories and just different approaches to learning and being a beginner again and the beauty and art around changing your mind and and realizing you haven't learned it all yet uh, which I think is is a good reminder for all of us so those are two of my favorite lessons lately so you can check those out and I will be sure to have those linked in the show notes so for nonfiction reading I also just finished The Future is Disabled by Leia Lakshmi Piepsna Samarsina and it was an absolutely incredible 
book, one that I wrote in the margins and I highlighted and underlined and I'm going to back again and again for her perspective on what accessibility looks like. This book gave me a new look at things that I did not realize were accessibility barriers. Leah has a disability and is also a disability justice worker and I think that it's fundamental that as educators and musicians that we are learning from and following the lead of disabled folks. We are not the experts on accessibility, far from it. Um, the experts lie with those leading the disability justice movement. And so I have just loved Leah's book, The Future is Disabled, another one that I read recently for school as well, but also was so interesting was Just Vibrations by William Cheng. And this is also a disability justice work. And Cheng frames the idea of disability justice as care work and, and a justice standpoint, just vibrations. And so the justice standpoint of music. And Cheng is one of my favorite academic writers. Uh, he writes really convincingly, really provocative arguments and presents an incredible perspective. It was, again, one that I was highlighting and writing in the margins and really marking up. And so those are books that I recommend. Another one that I read on music teaching and learning, and this I got the recommendation from the Field Notes podcast with Ashley Danu, another favorite uh, podcast of mine. And that is the Perfect Wrong Note by William Wesney. And she has a whole episode on that book. And also I know that you can get, if you sign up for the book club, that then you can also have an audio book review. So I highly recommend checking out those three books. Those are ones that I've really enjoyed. Because I am reading a lot for school at the moment, I was sent a really incredible article from one of my advisors, and the article was written by Jason Nolan on intrinsic interest and learning with and about music. In this article, the author talks about really allowing music learning to be about the exploration that is driven by the student. They are advocating for just a different look at music and how the, the teacher does not always have to be the one controlling the entire situation. One passage in this article really stood out to me. The author writes, quote, how valid are the notions of technique, performance, and competitive excellence and testing, let alone our musical tastes in terms of the lived experiences of these children? Putting them aside, can we instead find ways of nurturing children to develop a meaningful relationship with sound and music based on their own interests and curiosities as they develop? When it comes to ourselves, I think we have to start with disrupting our own ideas about what is beautiful or good, or even proper when it comes to sound and music, end quote. In this article, the author refers to children as scientists of their own sonic spaces. And I loved that alliteration and that terminology. This article had me thinking about how I structure my music lessons and also how we categorize sound. Of course, we're not saying throw off all the boundaries and let the student make all the choices, but I absolutely agree with the idea that we should move with the student's interests and allow for creative exploration within lessons because as private music instructors, or at least myself as a private music instructor, we have an opportunity in which to tailor each lesson to the individual student. And we can allow them to be scientists of their own sonic spaces. 
Okay, so what am I listening to? Because I am around Western classical music constantly in my day-to-day -day life, I often reach for something that is completely different. So I really love indie folk music. So some that I have been listening to lately are Strangers No More by Drew Holcomb and The Neighbors, Johnny Swim's self-titled album, and Mike Adele, and of course, Lizzie Alpine. So those are some of my top artists on my, my summer tracks <laughs> on my playlist this summer. And then of course podcasts, because you know that I also love podcasts. So one of my favorite podcasts to listen to on music teaching is of course Field Notes by Ashley Daniel. This is just a, an excellent podcast. She does this really, really well and it explores in short 15 to 20 minute topical conversations about music teaching and learning. I love the way that she structures her podcasts. I always get some interesting ideas and new things to think about and they're, they're well researched. And so I really enjoying Field Notes by Ashley Danu. Another teaching one I love is Key Ideas with Lila Viss. And this is one that another colleague had introduced me to. And I am learning about lots of interesting software from Lila Viss and some different approaches to music learning and teaching. She did a really wonderful series on um, disability justice and approaching students who have different learning exceptionalities. So that podcast is also a favorite. And then another great music one is Classically Black. I am loving that podcast as well. They're mostly unedited conversations between the two podcast hosts and they're always bringing, you know, their favorite composer of the week, who we should be listening to. They're bringing up different issues that are happening in orchestras around the globe. They're talking about conversations around race and racism um, that happen in classical music spaces. And I think that this is a really important podcast. It's also a really entertaining podcast and um, I'm really enjoying tuning into this one. So I highly recommend that as well. So in the summer, I usually choose a few things to dive into for the next teaching year because I find that summer is a great time to explore new to me resources and see how I can implement them into my teaching. So one resource that I am looking at diving into this summer is the uh, series of piano music by black composers by Leia Claiborne. These are for young pianists. And of course we had Leia on the podcast and she was talking about them earlier in May. And I have already started using them and I am really looking forward to doing more of a exploration with those books this summer and diving into a few of the pieces, seeing how I'm going to approach them, ways that I can sort of tackle them, ways that I can introduce them to students, which students I feel like would enjoy, you know, Know, some of the specific pieces. And then the other thing that I want to work on this summer is implementing more improvisation and lead sheets into my lessons. This is something that I've been doing for the last few years. I love using the Wanlist Keyboard Harmony books. I love using Teach Piano Today by Andrea and Trevor Dow resources and also Pattern Play by Forrest Kinney. But I'm just interested in expanding some of those resources and finding more ways to teach improvisation. In particular, more ways to teach improvisation to my younger students. And um, we're talking a lot about creative thinking in my music studio. So that's what I'm looking at adding to my studio docket this summer, figuring out what I would like to do, more exploration, and just sort of dreaming up my plans for next year. I've already sent out my schedule and my studio policy, but we're going to sort of figure out some more creative
creative ways in which uh, we can take a look at lessons and what we want to do for master classes this year and things like that. And I find that summer, because I take a bit of a break from teaching, because I have just more free time and a little bit more space, I like to do some creative thinking and some dreaming and experimenting and seeing what I want to implement for next fall. Lastly, I think that summer is the perfect time to explore music happening in your city. Here in Ottawa, we have Jazz Fest, Blues Fest, Chamber Fest, Music and Beyond, and so much more. There is a lot of local music happening and outdoor concerts. In her book, I guess I haven't learned that yet, Shauna Nequist talks about advice from her son's school teacher. And this teacher shared that the best teachers are the ones that go to see museums, they attend concerts, they see shows, and they experience life so that they have fresh perspectives to share with their students when they come back. Of course, they said it more eloquently than I did, but I'm going to take that advice and make sure that I get to see some new art galleries this summer, take in some concerts, buy the fresh peonies to brighten my office, and drink some good iced coffee this summer, and read some really good books. And that is what I wish for you as well. I'm so grateful that you have let me into your ears over this last year. And I'm looking forward to sharing the new upcoming seasons with you. But for now, I hope that you have restful summer days filled with good music and iced coffees and lots of sunshine. And of course, some really good books. I am your host, Olivia Adams. This is Loud and Clear, and I will see you back here in the fall.